You are listening to The State of Sustainability, a podcast that highlights sustainability initiatives throughout the state and develops a casual conversation about environmental stewardship that the average person can understand and replicate. I'm your host, Caleb Powell. And I'm your co-host, Ashley Cabrera. So today on the pod, we are going to dive into being sustainable while you travel around. Um, Many of you are already being sustainable every day at home and work, just like Ashley and I are, but you can carry those things that you do um, when you travel and even further um, to shrink that footprint that you, either your carbon footprint or your environmental footprint. Um, So it doesn't just have to be something that you do at home. It could be something that you can do while you're on the go. Yeah, so like from reusable water bottles, uh, cleaning up after yourself and, and everything in between. Um, especially cleaning up after yourself if you're out and about traveling, especially in the state parks. That's really important. Definitely. Um, So today we're going to cover some various sustainability tips that you can implement as you travel. Um, Like Ashley said, you definitely need to clean up after yourself if if you are, you know, what what do they call it? Pack in or whatever, pack in, pack out, uh, whenever you're... Uh, Or what, uh, oh gosh, you would ask me and I forget... um, take in or take out what you take in or something yes, like that. Yes, I think both of those it, work. It, it's, 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 a, it's a more catchy saying than what we're saying, but the concept is there. Like whatever you bring with you, take back home with you, you know. And and that's that's mainly what, what we're mainly talking about is when you go, um, you know, hiking or biking or anything when you're outside, um, anything that you bring with you if you bring some crackers or you know a water bottle but you know hopefully you're bringing a a reusable water bottle but um but yeah anything you bring with you make sure that you're able to bring that out and and put it in the 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 right um either recycling or trash bin I, i know that doesn't really um that's not something that you really have to think about whenever you're going to like a hotel or something like that because they usually have um trash cans and and stuff like that but but yeah um I wanted to say it's like pack in, pack out, but we'll 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 figure that out, and I'm gonna I'll put it in the in the caption of this because yeah, it's gonna bother it's me. Gonna, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so so actually, what do we what do we want to start with? Um, we, do we want to we want to go over sustainability tips while traveling, and what did you want us to start with? So basically, look, just the first go to is try to reduce your waste. So try to replace like single use items with reusable versions. So, um, and an easy way to do this is you can actually put together like a little sustainability travel kit. So think of things include like a reusable water bottle, um, a travel mug for your coffee, um, travel utensils and a reusable straw. So those are just a few things, um, like main items, um, you may think of other things to include, um, but those are the main four things uh, that you can include in your travel kit that'll help you reduce your waste. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about it when you're on the go and you're having, you know, you're on a road trip and you're having to stop at uh, fast food restaurants or whatever. It's always nice. I know for me to be able to, um, you know, have my reusable water bottle so I can just fill that up. Um, also you, you can say, I don't need a straw and I don't need a, um, a, any utensils if you have your own, that way you can have those. You already have those. It's not creating more trash that you have to just keep in your car until you get to your next stop. Um, and it just, also it just reduces waste. So, you know, that, that 
um, disposable straw or disposable utensils can go to somebody else. Um, and you know, I know it's not that much of, of waste that you're reducing from the landfill, but everything counts. And if everybody thought that way, then there'd be a significant amount of waste being reduced from the landfills. Yeah. And if, well, if you've ever seen that video of a straw stuck in a turtle's nose, you'll never use a straw again. So, um, it looked really painful and I felt really bad for the turtle. I know my, (laughs) maybe we can (laughs) share that. My mom, she, um, we have a place down in Florida, a little, a small little beach house. And my mom's on the, I forget what it, it's like a turtle patrol. So she goes out and tries to find nests and protect them. And she's very, very into um, turtle protection um, in the Gulf. So when we go out to any restaurant, as soon as the waiter drops the straws, she is very quick to tell them that we don't need them. We just drink out of the, uh, the glasses um, without the straws. So it's pretty funny. There's no disposable straws around my mom because of how deep her love is for the turtles yeah that's really awesome um turtle patrol i would love it sign me up for that um (laughs) that's really awesome um yeah i'm not i'm gonna say this is probably a struggle area for me and i want to say this because i don't want people thinking oh they're so perfect i'm doing such a terrible job the straw is where i um really struggle with the most especially when you know it's uh, when we do takeout or we're not takeout when we do fast food and stuff that's why i was going to suggest also if you pack food with you from home you're reducing the amount of packaging from that you would get like when you get food from fast food and you don't have to stop as much and anyone with kids knows if you don't have to stop as much you get to your location a lot faster and there's less um tantrums so you know there's (laughs) there's more benefits if you do if you do that other than you know reducing your waste (laughs) yeah that's actually a great point is like whenever I go on road trips with my grandparents uh, my papa joe and grandmother they always will make a a cooler with you know, fruits and vegetables and like little sandwiches and stuff. So, so just like you said, you, we don't have to stop. The only time that we have to stop is to refuel and go to the bathroom. Um, and then, we're, you know, there's not any waste at all that we're getting from a, a fast food restaurant. So, yeah, I mean, that's going above and beyond. Um, and it takes a little bit of preparation before you leave, but it's definitely the most sustainable option. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so that's pretty much reducing your waste in a nutshell. Um, This next one, this next one, a lot of, uh, like it may seem very simple, um, but it'll also save you a headache of uh, extra paper is going digital. So mainly this is like receipts. Um, You know, instead of getting paper receipts, um, ask for, you know, a text or email, uh, like they'll email or text you your receipt. Also, if you're like me and you do itineraries or schedules um, to be somewhat organized, keep that on your phone, don't print anything, and also any tickets for like airplane, train, anything like that, um, try to keep that all digital and that'll reduce your um, your paper um, waste. Um, especially since, so like, I found this stat and I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, every year 
in the U.S., receipt use consumes more than 3 million trees and 9 billion gallons of water. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, I saw that stat and I was like, are you kidding me? Um, which, you know, in the past, before I started getting, just asking for uh, text and email um, confirmations for receipts, yeah, that was a thing I would have to clean out because we just, sure, give me my receipt. It goes in the purse or in your wallet and it just clutters. And then you realize, oh my goodness, how much, how long have I been collecting these receipts? So it definitely adds up. Yeah. And, you know, I think for somebody like me, that is, I lose things all the time. So, you know, say I've, I, I buy something that I might have to return. It it has helped me out so many times for it to be on my phone or in my email rather than me have the receipt because I'll accidentally throw it away when I have like a handful of stuff that I'm cleaning out of my car or, you know, and and when it, like you said, when you're flying, uh, I usually fly Southwest. And so I can just put that on my, in my Apple wallet the, Mm -hmm. and, and that way I don't have to be stressed out with losing my, um, my boarding pass and stuff like that so it it, not only does it reduce the amount of waste by by going digital with all your receipts and your tickets and everything but it it just you always have your phone so you're always will have those tickets or receipts and stuff like that yeah i know you mentioned flying with you know and using the app that is so good because so i don't travel very lightly i'm getting better um but actually i'm a lot better than i used to but it was stressful for me to carry my luggage or carry all this stuff and then, okay, I can't lose this ticket. And so I now fly mostly Southwest and so I have that app and so I don't have to carry extra tickets. I just pop out my phone. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's really beneficial. And I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure most airlines have that at this point, an app that you can download. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's helpful. And so that, that sort um, of goes, that goes into like our like sort of next um, trick or tip is like take public transit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know everyone has their own opinion on, on and and depending on where you live, the access to public transit can be you know better or worse. So, you know, definitely this has there's a lot of variables that go into taking public transit depending on where you live or, you know, just, um, the access that you have. But, um, there's a couple benefits to taking public transit is, you know, it's less expensive than, than driving your car. It's essentially safer. Um, and of course it's better for the environment. So this is something that I actually looked into and took advantage of whenever, before COVID, when we were going into the office, you know, five days a week, um, I live in Murfreesboro and we work downtown Nashville. So, you know, it's only about 30 to 35 miles from my house to downtown, but with traffic and everything, it would take me an hour and a half in my car. And that's an hour and a half of my car being on me wasting gas, me having to watch out for everybody that's driving, um, you know, it's very stressful, you know, I mean, because not only do you have to be a safe driver, you've got to watch around and be aware of everyone around you that it probably isn't a safe driver. Um, and then also you, um, 
I, I'm not, I wasn't able to get anything done for that hour and a half. I could listen to music or listen to a podcast, which if you guys are, are, uh, I hope you guys are listening to our podcast, you know, while you're in traffic. <laughs> but, um, but so I started taking the bus and I would go to the bus stop, jump on the bus, take me a nap for that hour and a half. So I'd get an hour and a half extra of sleep or I'd start working on some emails, go, get, go ahead and get ahead. Uh, so when I got into the office, I could sort of chill out. But yeah, I mean, I really, really benefited from being able to take that bus into town. You know, the wear and tear on my car uh, reduced, the gas that I was spending, I, I've spent way less money. Um, and it's, you know, there's a community on the bus as well. Funny story, I know I'm talking a lot, but um, when I first started taking the bus, I'd bring a little a little pillow and I'd you know go to sleep. Well, my body wasn't used to that, and so I didn't wake up right at my stop. So luckily there was this lady on there that knew that I, which building I worked at, and she woke me up. She actually did that probably four or five times on my while I rode the bus. And I was, you know, so thankful because if she wouldn't have been there, I would have, I guess, went to the the next stops until I woke up and then had to jump off and, and find my way back to the office. So uh, I thought that was just a funny story. But but yeah, I not only I wanted to all say all of that because, you know, we can say, oh, yeah, use public transit, use public transportation, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I. I actually was able to benefit from that. And I know that a lot of people aren't able to benefit from that because, you know, you need to have your cars in case there's a family emergency or something like that. But any time that you can, look into it because it's something that really is helpful um, with getting around. Yeah, I took it. I took it for a while, especially after I had uh, a wreck on the interstate. Um and I was too anxious to drive. That was helpful as well. But um, and I didn't have a car for a while. So um, yeah, so that was beneficial and and um, and really awesome to take. Um, now, with saying that, like people that live in metropolitan areas, bigger met, met, I can't talk bigger metropolitan areas um, have more options than like I live in Clarksville, and we have a bus, but there's not a lot of stops so, like. There's stops in certain places that, um, you know, it makes sense to have that stop um, because it's near like apartment buildings or near the university or something like that. Um, but other than that, we don't have, we don't have much in Clarksville, but Nashville or Memphis or something like that has more options. Yeah. And I mean, and so that, that's, and I think that that's really what we're trying to get at with, with this, um, tip traveling tip is you know you can choose public transportation over rental cars and taxis in a lot of these bigger cities so um whenever i I went to boston for a bachelor trip not too long ago and i was just blown away with how accessible the subways and the trains and the buses and all of that were i mean we didn't i I was going to get a rental car for me and all my buddies but um that was going to be you know three or four hundred dollars for the weekend for the, for the big van that we needed. Um, and we ended up all just paying $20 for a seven day public transportation pass. And we were, and we had access to all the buses, all of the, um, trains and subways. And it was, it was actually fun. It was like we were on an adventure. I know that sounds pretty crazy probably to the people that live in big cities, but like for somebody like, like you and I, Ashley, that don't live in big cities that have all these subways and trains, 
trying to figure all of that out was really fun. It was an adventure. Um, and it saved us a, a ton of money uh, for that weekend when we were there. Yeah, I've heard the same thing about Boston. I, um, my mom and my brother have, have gone there and, and I have some friends from there. Uh, now, New York's a different story. You say, like, it's an adventure. It's an adventure until you realize one of the days it's only um, local stops and you have to get off super early and then walk. And <laughs> anyway, I'm going back down memory lane to the first time I ever went to New York. But yeah, it's really cool that y'all had um, that option, you know, because you, that your environmental footprint wasn't as big, you know, all taking the public transit rather than whatever size van or small bus you would have had to have rented. Yeah, because I mean, those trains are going to, would be going regardless if we had the, the, the rental car or not. So it's nice that we were able to sort of you know, jump on those, and it really made it fun. I, I was actually, it made me really, really wish that Nashville had, you know, more trains and stuff like that because it, it was it was an adventure, and it was something that I, I would definitely look into doing every day to get to work. Um, also, so the last bit of this public transit or, you know, a, a different option for getting around for transportation is you can also, whenever you're, at your destination, if you're in the city or you know wherever you're at, you can try exploring those areas with bikes or scooters or, or just walking, um, because I, th- I feel like that's how you get to see a lot of the things you wouldn't be able to see in a car. Um, you know, if you're able oh, to, for sure. if you're able to walk yeah, through these parks and and see the historic, um, you know, banners and and read about things, you can't do that from from a car, you know. No, that's true. We went to Savannah, Georgia um, back in June, and uh, we walked a lot. Like, we mostly walked. Um, and because they had, the way that their city is set up, it, it, especially the historic part, uh, they have all of these little, uh, like, not town squares, um, little square parks. Um, and some of them are, like, super small. But, like, you don't want to, like, drive to each one and then, okay, let's try to find parking on the street and get out. Like, it just doesn't make sense, you know, and it's and it's it's a nice walk. And, I mean, you get uh, exercise, too. So um, whenever we go places like that, I try to walk as much as possible. Yeah, and I mean, it's also healthy. You know, getting out and moving is a great way to just stay active and, you know, get your heart rate up and stuff like that. Um I wanted to go to, so our next tip, actually, you want to hit on what our next travel tip is? Yeah, so try to choose green accommodations. So um, what we mean by this is, so there's various lodging options and hotels that um, are really big into being, um, you know, they may have green certifications or just big on being environmentally friendly and having eco-conscious initiatives. Um, so try to find those, um, when you're looking, when you're, uh, when you're planning a vacation and in a certain area. Um, so for example, in Tennessee, so like Tennessee state parks, um, the ones that have lodging options, um, have a lot of, um, green initiatives, you know, through the go green with us program. And so, um, and like I said, some, 
places have green certifications and you can ask about those and don't be afraid to ask when you're calling trying to find a place to make reservations um and it's also important you know if you choose um, a place that is very eco-friendly participate in what they have going on so some of them have green policies such as like optional linen programs so um you know maybe you know hanging up your towel and letting it dry instead of using a new towel every time um they also a lot of hotels i'm seeing now they'll have refillable toiletries like in the shower and the bathroom instead of the little um uh, what single use i say single use because if you stay there more than like two or three days you're going to end up using it and that's that plastic just um that little bit of plastic can can go to waste if it's not recycled um if the hotel recycles participate in that um a lot of hotels are starting to have the option for composting if they have um you know a restaurant inside the hotel or with room service you can um you know don't throw that you know any excess of food away though most of it will get composted and then energy and water conservation tips and a lot of the hotels that participate in this stuff they'll have stuff in the hotel room like on uh paper or flyers in the hotel room to let you know about these so just be cognizant of all of that yeah and you know i think that what we're seeing more and more is a lot of these bigger hotel chains are are getting like a corporate mandated you know these policies are getting put into play from the top down um you know i went we were i was in memphis a couple weeks ago and the hotel basically said you know we're not we're not going to come in and clean for your just uh, two to three day stay, you know, and change out the the linens, the towels, and all that. You know, if you need it, let us know. But we're not just going to go do it. So I like to see that you know because there's a lot of energy and water that goes into washing those towels. So if every t- every day you're just getting your towels washed and and dried, and I mean that's a lot of and and you know if it's just you using a towel you're clean when you get out of the shower. So, I mean... My you, husband you, says the same thing because I struggle with the towel thing. He's like, don't you clean yourself in the shower? You're clean. Yeah, so um, I, I like to see that. And then also, you know, we... My family just um, started an, an Airbnb. And we when we were looking into some of the, the things that we need to, you know have available, you know, the, the, the toiletries or the shampoo and conditioner and the, um, we, we had some people that told us, yeah, we've got this company where you can just buy all these small little single use, um, shampoos and conditioners and, and body wash. And, but like that just goes completely against what my moral thought process is. So we actually were able to buy some of those dispensers that we attach to the wall. And then you just, you buy, um, what we do is we buy just a huge like gallon of, or it might even be bigger than a gallon of shampoo, conditioner and body wash and just fill those up as needed. So there's no like waste other than the big jug. And so I'm also looking into being able to just refill those jugs send them to get refilled um, or go to, um, what was that one? Yeah, the good fill. Shout out to one of our our past episodes. Um, So I'm looking into what that looks like so that 
our Airbnb can be as sustainable as possible. So all those, all great things to really look into and to research about the place that you're trying to stay at before you stay. Um, and then also if, if, if you're staying at a place that you love, like a, a hotel that you, your family's always been going to or an RV park that your, your family's always went to, but they don't have these options, just talk to somebody there. It's, it's important that the consumer, I mean, whatever the consumer says, essentially, the, the, this, the serving industry wants to do, you know, um, okay. they want to accommodate you. They want guests to come. So if they see that the consumer wants more sustainable options, that's something that, that you can, you can make that change at be, being a consumer. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that, that's important to know, like these places you stay at or visit, they have these initiatives, but you do, you the, like the visitor, the consumer play a big role in assuring that those initiatives are, are being effective. Um, so we'll move down to um, tip five or trick five. Uh, and so this one's a little bit different um, than you would probably think, but it's becoming a really, f- the change to electric vehicles is, you know, rapidly approaching us, especially here in Tennessee. So um, we have the, the fifth tip or trick as choose uh, electric vehicles. So um, we understand that this isn't always an option for everyone, but um, electric vehicle usage in Tennessee is becoming a lot easier. Um, one of our sister offices, um, the Office of Energy Programs, has really laid down a lot of work to build out a mapping system and have... Um, chargers i think every 50 miles or something like that in tennessee i don't know yeah that sounds that sounds about right i could double check that stat but that sounds about right but yeah and so you know a lot of people have these thoughts like oh you know i I don't want to get stranded um and not be able to charge up but but our our office of energy programs has really really done some um heavy lifting when it comes to to mapping that out and making it where you don't have that that uh, what do they call it trip anxiety or uh charge anxiety or something like that basically just meaning you're scared that you're not gonna that you'll get somewhere where there's not a charger so i think that the chargers are becoming more and more um available at malls at you know rest areas all of our tennessee state parks are getting at least one or two um so you know, if, if you're traveling around Tennessee, EV definitely is a, a good option for you and something that's that's doable, you know. Um, and then also, like, using um, electric vehicle reduces your fuel costs um, and the emissions, of course. And then um, the, the transportation sector is the, the largest energy-consuming sector uh, at almost 30%. So... Um, we understand that you know to, to, to charge an electric vehicle you have to use electricity, but um, but I think that stat more comes from like fuel, right, Ashley? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's some pretty cool ride shares out there. I know everyone sort of knows the the main two, Lyft and, and Uber, but there's some other ride shares out there that will have a fleet of just electric vehicles to try to help reduce their footprint. Um, and make you know a more sustainable option for for rideshare. So anywhere that you can try to 
try to um, use an electric vehicle. I know, so we have the Sustainable Transportation Forum and Expo every year in Knoxville, and I get, uh, they do a, a ride share, or and it's not a ride share, it's called, uh, I forget what it's called, but they basically bring a lot of different electric vehicles for you to check out, even do little test rides on, and that's been a really cool thing for me because I don't. I never probably would have had that opportunity to test out a lot of the the different new technologies or the new electric vehicles. So, um, if that's something that you are into, everyone's welcome to come to the Sustainable Transportation Forum and Expo. So, uh, I'll do a small little plug for that. I'm on the planning committee for them. So, um, look into that. Uh, we don't have the registration out for this year yet, but just go on and type in Tennessee Sustainable Transportation Forum and Expo in. Um, in Google and it'll bring it up. It'll bring up all the information about that. Uh, we'd love to have you learn more about how uh, transportation is becoming more sustainable here in the state. And then also what I'll do is I'll, I will link the website for that forum and expo on this um, episode so that that'll give you easy access to it. But I will, yeah. uh, I digress from that. <laughs> Um, and I was just going to say, you were right on the every 50 miles having a charging station. Sweet. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I'm sure that a lot of other states are, are doing that as well. I just, I can't speak on that. I just know that, um, from our department here in the state, we, the plan is to have it mapped out where, you know, you, you can't go 50 miles without seeing a charger. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, the last thing, uh, and I, I have to include this because you know me and food waste. Um, when you're eating out, when you're traveling, I mean, this is also when you're just at home and you decide to go eat out one night. But uh, when you're eating out, be conscious about your portion sizes and choose an option that you actually finish. Um, this is really important also because depending on where you're staying, you may not have the option to take leftovers with you. Um, if you're staying maybe just in a hotel and there's no fridge, I mean, that food's just going to go to waste. Um, but also people that are on vacation traveling are less likely to eat leftovers. Cause if you think about it, when you go on vacation, if you're like me, you've planned out, okay, we're going to eat here this night, here this night. So if you have all that planned, unless you just get hungry at like midnight or something to eat your leftovers, you're less likely to eat those leftovers. So they go to waste anyways. Yeah, and unfortunately, some people in my family are like, I don't like leftovers. I don't like leftovers. So um, uh, We need an intervention. I know. Well, I mean, a lot of times what I do is I'll take my leftovers and then create something. Like I'll, I'll take the leftover chicken tenders that we got, and then I'll heat them back up, cut them up, and then put, put them into a a quesadilla or something so it doesn't even feel like it's I was it's literally leftovers. thinking quesadilla. I was like, I do the same thing. Yeah, it's, so that's the best way to get picky eaters into eating leftovers is just making it just where they can't tell them. Yeah, they can't tell that it's the, <laughs> that it's the, the leftovers. But well, cool. I think that's that's basically all the tips and tricks that we we pulled together. If you have any other tips and tricks for that you've come across whenever you are traveling to be more sustainable, please send those to us. DM us on our on our um, Instagram, the State of Sustainability. Uh, we'd love to hear about some things, some experiences that you've had where you have the the opportunity to be more sustainable when you're when you're out and about traveling. Yeah.